Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I think I've sold you on that this. investment was paying off. Yeah, oh, now right. I can now teach I can, scouts for free. <laughs> That's how you get ready for the big show. Teach the scouts, then you can take it to the mainstream. From fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, this is Pod Therapy. Real people, real problems, and real therapists. You can submit your questions anonymously at podtherapy.net or email us at podtherapyguys at gmail.com. We've had several episodes in a row that had really good Patreon content. Yes. So it was time for one that didn't. We threw so one away. This one, yes. <laughs> this one was very gym heavy. <laughs> and now broadcasting from the churn, that guy is Dr. Jim Jobin. I'm Nick Tangeman. It's time for some Pod Therapy. I will survive. I- I'm sure that I will survive my... My, uh, my backpacking trip into the wilderness. That's true. So, if, you, if you don't like Jim on the show, yeah, uh, it, wait you two might be, weeks. Yeah, I might not be back. You might have something to look forward to. Yeah, so might you survive one. I you probably forgot. Yeah, uh, but you did lose a bet. Oh, did I? At the last show, that doesn't sound like me. So that can't be true. You owe drinks after the show. Do I? Yeah. Oh yeah. Dang it. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna collect tonight. Oh no no no. Um, and I think now we need to settle the bet for next time. Oh, okay. Which is uh, how long before Jim has to drink his own urine on this trip? <laughs> on this trip, yeah. I, if I just get it done on the way there, I think it's just an over under. That's the trick. I'm you go guessing, early, okay. get this thing out of the way. Over wait, over does under forty eight hours. Does yeah. it count if the kids trick him into doing it? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is by choice. Okay, okay. No, no, no not by choice, by necessity. Yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay, you got to really get into the motivations on this thing. So this is Jim drinks his own urine after deciding yeah, yeah, yeah. that he is going to drink his own urine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. This is all on his own it's, volition. It's, yeah. it's drink the urine or die. Those are the options. Those are the yeah. options. Okay. I, I want to know how long The before... trip is three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you can go three days. So it, it would necessitate you getting lost first, okay. which I think is a given. Uh, I think you can go two days, right? Without, I think I can find my water. way. Yeah. Isn't it usually about 48 hours? Yeah, but he's going to bring some with him. Yeah. So he's going to run out of his he's own He's going to forget that in the car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or I'll okay. Pour, I'll be like, oh, Correct. this plant looks thirsty. Actually, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Hang in there, little flower. I got you. The real bet here is how many pieces of equipment... I'm going to put the over-under at two and a half. Okay. <laughs> how many pieces of equipment Will I is Jim going to purchase specifically for this backpacking trip <laughs> yeah. and then forget it yeah. either at home or in the car? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. 
I'll take the under. Yeah. Okay. Only because I know Jim and I know how anal he is about oh, preparing. I inventory. But he's stuff. also yes. going to be dealing list. with his kid. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I'm going to inventory everything. So no, nothing. And plus, you guys just gave me a bunch of. Really I mean, good he'll definitely lose it along the way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. No, no, he's not coming backwards. Yeah. Coming backwards. No, no, those are one-time use <laughs> items. <laughs> that tent is one-time use. I didn't pick I it back imagine, up. <laughs> I imagine the conversation hard. with his wife once he gets home is like, okay. You can misplace the shovel. How did you come home without any yeah, underwear? Yeah. Right. Like, how did that happen? I brought one pair. <laughs> Those aren't yours. Pack lights. <laughs> this is why they make the banana hammock. It's because it's airy. You stay stay cool out in there. Patreon.com slash therapy. Why not? Jim's going on a walkabout. Throw a buck <laughs> in a hat. Walkabout. Uh, a couple of good questions here. Let's start off with sleeping trouble. Hello, Thera boys. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> For the past two months or so, every time I lay my head down to go to sleep, I feel an empty, void-type feeling all over me. I've had trouble with my sleep for about two years, two and a half years, basically since I went through a majorly abusive relationship that I'm still trying to cope with to this day. I'm out of that now, but it left me with a major anxiety of my own dreams and thoughts. In a chronological period of time from two years ago to now, I used to have panic attacks no matter what before bed, consume media while falling asleep to stop panic attacks, force myself to go to sleep, have a little dissociation as a bedtime snack, or make myself really sleepy with melatonin to knock myself out. I have no clue if the melatonin really helped uh, anything. But I took it a couple times, and it felt like it did? I don't know. People say it works. I used mm -hmm. to try it. People say things about it. Now, present day, before I fall asleep, I just feel dreading. Like I'm floating in a void that's taking away whatever happiness I have. I don't have panic attacks as frequently anymore. But when I do, my panics are shaped from the idea of after that awful relationship ended, I couldn't stop feeling scared. And the thought of how that scaredness is never going to leave me. I'll be going through it with my therapist very soon. I just want to know what you guys may think of this. Oh, and one more thing. You guys do such great work, by the way. Uh, you were the extra push to get me into therapy. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Good. I've been listening for almost a year, and y'all have been the best bedtime snack for my ears, despite my sleep issues. Pronouns are he and him. Thanks, guys. Sly. Great. Yeah. Well, glad you got into help. That's awesome. So, Jim, you deal with anxiety. I do. Has it ever affected sleeping patterns? It can, yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll be interested if... So, a couple of things here that I think are worth highlighting. One, toward the end, Sly talks about how... There's been, like, this evolution, right? So, it started with, like, big panic attacks before bedtime. In the wake of the relationship, which I find interesting, I'm curious to, to pull some threads on that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure his therapist kind of will. It sounds like now... There's an anxiety about anxiety, mm -hmm. which is really common, especially for those of us that have experienced panic attacks. I was going to say, that's got to be just everyone, oh, right? Oh, and yeah. that's the dread, is because whenever you're slowing down to go to bed, you you become very aware of yourself, especially yeah. if you have a history of Hope this. Hope it doesn't happen tonight. Yeah. Same way with insomnia, I think, where exactly. it's like- You're you thinking about the problem. Yeah, you yeah, dread yeah. it so yep. much that it just kind of creates itself. It goes full circle. And yeah. I think that's obviously happening here with Sly. Like, I mean, now you're being aware of your breathing. You're being aware of panic. You're feeling a sense of, like, dissociation, which is that, like, detachment from reality. You're, you're staring into the void. You're dreading it because now you're afraid of your own dreams and you're afraid of having nightmares, which is super duper shitty. And so, like, the things that I would advise on this one, 
So I'm going to suggest that you consult with a physician. Um, I like that you're talking to your therapist. I do think they're going to try to talk to you about probably grounding techniques. They're probably going to talk about kind of like a, a mantra or guided meditation you can do at the end of the night. I suspect their goal is not going to be to clear your head, but rather to fill your head with productive thoughts, because that way it can kind of like push away from anxious thinking. But I'm really curious what a physician would say if you saw a psychiatrist. There are medicines like trazodone, which really put people to sleep. They're very powerful as a sedative, and they also clear uh, nightmares, and they're often prescribed to people with PTSD. Or there's an anti-anxiety medicine. It's really an antihistamine, but it often gets uh, prescribed for anxiety, called uh, hydroxyzine. And I've used hydroxyzine in the past. Uh, it's basically super Benadryl, and it, it definitely makes you sleepy. It brings down anxiety. It's a great nighttime kind of anti-anxiety medicine. Don't just start taking something. Talk to a doctor. Talk to a doctor, yeah. Go, I'd just be interested in what a psychiatrist would say because those would be common things for these particular issues. I wouldn't be surprised if those were prescribed. Now, just going to play devil's advocate. What if Sly has thought of that and says, I don't want to take anything because right. I'm afraid I'll right. get hooked on it or something right. like that. I mean, those are n neither of those are interesting. So, right. yeah, Super Benadryl, you're not going to get hooked on it. You just have clear sinuses and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Trazodone, same thing. Nobody gets hooked on Trazodone to just get a damn good night's sleep out of it. But, okay, I mean, you see, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, like Ambien is, yeah, Ambien's a narcotic. Yeah. Like, that'll actually give you something. Or, or Xanax is, you know, a narcotic. It's mm -hmm. a benzo. So these aren't exciting. Again, you know, we don't give medical advice, just general education. You might want to talk to a psychiatrist. Melatonin? I've tried melatonin. Have you guys ever used melatonin? No, I have. I, it didn't have an effect on me. I did. But I, I also realized I was taking, like, a lethal amount of melatonin. I did not know. I keep meaning to try melatonin. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it worked for me, but again, I took enough to kill, a, a, like, an elephant. So that was not a good choice. They shouldn't have sold it in that quantity, first <laughs> off. Like, I didn't know what was a normal amount, so I just bought whatever I saw on a shelf. And then it said, like, take one to two or whatever. So I was like, I'm taking two, because why take one and find out I didn't go to sleep? Like, and then take another one. So I dropped two of these bad boys, and I was taking them for a while. And then uh, one day, one of my patients is a doctor. And so, like, we're chatting about stuff and, and talking about sleep and insomnia. It's like, oh, yeah, I've tried melatonin. He was like, okay, you know, I've had some patients try that. What was your experience? I was like, oh, dude, out like a light. Like, I have a hard time waking up. And he goes, huh. Can, do you have the bottle? Like, I, I'd like to know what brand. And I was like, oh, sure. And I grabbed it because, you know, I was working from home. So I ran out and got it. And I showed him it. And he saw the milligrams. And he was like, throw that away right now. It's like, never take that again. How much was it? It was a lot. I don't know. But he was I like, mean, this, this you're supposed that, to take this much. And I was like, This oh, says shit. that doses near the 30 milligram mark uh, are usually considered harmful. Yeah. Yeah. It was very high. And so, like, he was like, you should only be taking, like, you know, whatever it was, like single digits like of half that. a pill. Yeah, and I was like, uh. So, yeah, uh, I, I definitely backed down from the melatonin. But it worked. It worked when I took it. <laughs> huh. So, all uh, good here's options. Here's the article I want. I want, can you overdose on melatonin? Yeah. See, I never had issues with sleep so much. I Just at one period oh, of my life. the answer life. is yes. Ooh, oh, that's wow. not good. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Only one time in my life did I ever really have sleep issues dealing with, like, stress. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, the other sleep issues that I had was restless leg syndrome. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. The fidgets. That sucks. Oh, That's wow. That's terrible. What did you do? 
Um, I stopped taking my pre-workout like in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> riddle solved. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't much of a riddle. Yeah. How much was the uh, copay to figure that out? <laughs> Nothing. I knew it right away. Uh, just maybe took a you while don't take to... this anymore. Yeah. Well, because I was working out in the evenings. Okay. So I moved my workouts to the morning. To the morning. Yeah. And, and then that you slept better after that. Yeah. Yeah, that probably feels about right. But yeah, that's. Sli- it's a mess, and I th- I think Jim's right in the sense that like once you get into that cycle of not sleeping well, and then knowing and you're not you sleeping well, oh, and then you the get worst. anxiety about it, and then yep. you get anxiety about the anxiety. Yep. Oh wow! Apparently, yeah. you can take enough melatonin to uh, tank your blood pressure. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I slept uh, there's, like there's the a dead. Lo- there's a list of things that can happen if you if you take too much. It's things like headaches, dizziness, nausea, drowsiness, irritability. Depression, anxiety, stomach cramps, mild tremors, Woo. extraordinarily low blood pressure. Yeah, boy. so that I, last I, one is important. I think they I should think... move that to the top of the list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah why is Maybe that the lead with that. Yeah. Yeah. The part where your heart stops working. <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably. Let's get that up. At the I, I think the point where we're all on the same page here is talk to somebody other than us. I think yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. what we're getting at. Talk to a yeah. doctor because talk to somebody uh, that can get real details about about you and and ask you questions that you can answer right. Yeah, there. but otherwise, I think your therapist is probably going to be on the right track as far as assisting, like with what Jim said, with some mindfulness, some meditation stuff some techniques yeah probably talking about uh kind of changing that your cognitive reframing around uh bedtime and what that actually means for you and yes. some coping skills to deal with that but it's a very common thing sly i mean i've had so many people that have had that challenge there's been times when i have i've never really been in the anxious category of dreading my own anxiety but it is very common that's just not my personal fear profile you know but there are a lot of people that that is. And, and when it happens, man, it takes a lot of reframing. It takes a lot of uh, education, realizing this can't hurt me. Anxiety can't hurt me. I have to radically accept this experience. It's going to pass through me. Using those thinking strategies and grounding techniques to just kind of give yourself that that edge. But then also remembering, if, if you do not sleep, the worst thing that can happen is you're tired. And that's it. Sometimes with anxious people, we fear not getting to sleep and we're f- afraid that the next day is going to be bad or something bad's going to happen to us. And that exacerbates the inability to sleep because now you're on high alert and it's pretty hard to go to bed whenever your emergency alarm system, which is your anxiety uh, response, is blaring. It's like a smoke alarm going off in your body. So, of course, you're not going to fall asleep. So mm-hmm. the first thing is convincing that smoke alarm that there is no danger and that's why we have to normalize, okay, I, I'm not afraid of my anxiety because it can't hurt me. I'm not afraid of insomnia. That can't hurt me. Um, I'm not afraid of my dreams. They aren't real. They can't hurt me. And, and I probably won't even remember them. But for some people, they need to go do a psychiatry consult. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, there's some people with PTSD that have really bad nightmares. And uh, there's, there's medicines for that, you know, with psychiatry. So that might be something you want to check into, Sly. Yep. But a really common thing. So totally Great agree. question. Man, we don't talk enough about sleep. No. Sleep studies are really important. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about being concerned for a young girl at their work. You're listening to Pod Therapy. Today's therapy producer sponsors are Nathan's Hot Dog Scoop, Dr. Don, Richard Macy, Lord Colin Stewart, and Sammy Scoop. Sammy! If you, too, would like to become a therapy producer, go over to patreon.com slash therapy and sign up. All right, our trivia question today, in honor of my laziness, is what time is it? Oh, 
Uh, 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 and now, broadcast. Oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm, okay, uh, yeah, uh, become a third producer. Anyway, no, there's a little, little trick to this. Okay. Not what time is it here. Oh. What time is it in Lima, Peru? Oh. So currently in Las Vegas, it is 10.46 p.m. Yes. What time is it in Lima, Peru? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, that's easy. It's 46. 10.46? Oh, you just, okay. And Lima is 46. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. It's 10.47 now. Okay. Ah. You're wrong. <laughs> the question has changed. Lima, Peru. I feel like Peru is on... True or false is in Africa. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's... Okay. I'm going to suggest, Jacob, you let him go first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just take the under over. I mean, I've, got, <laughs> I've got a guess, but it, it's uh, yeah. I feel like Peru is near Brazil. Okay, and I feel like I remember Manu talking about her time zone. Okay, at some point on Twitter, being a Western time zone or something. So I say ten forty six. I'm sticking to it's now. It's now in Peru. It's now, now. Final answer. Yeah, yeah. Now. No, that was then. Now. Not that. Not, not. We're in now, now. Are we in? Oh, that's baseball <laughs> Yeah, reference. yeah. Good job. <laughs> All right. We I'm just gonna... missed it, sir. <laughs> when? Just now. Just now. <laughs> but when I think it's we... either two Soon. or three hours. I'm going to guess three hours. I'm, so I'm going to guess it, it's Eastern time. Okay. Eastern uh, time zone. Ahead of us. Yes. Three hours. Yes, correct. So wait, what does that mean? It's later. It's later then. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so plus three to ten. So I'm guessing it's one forty-eight. I don't do that kind of math. Nailed it. Oh, is it? It's Easter time. It is. It's Easter it time. Is. Yes. Wow. Way to reach down deep into the clock function of your phone. Yeah. And just find <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> it seems impulsive. I actually had this idea like three weeks ago. Oh, okay. It's so solid. I mean, it played it's, well. That's yeah. that's really good. Yeah. So Peru's on the best East trivia Coast? question of the day. Yes. So far. <laughs> so far. So Peru is underneath Florida. Uh, yeah. It's on the East Coast, it's but under that. Yeah. Huh. Close, close to it. Wow. I think of like Jamaica is underneath Florida, but there's Peru over there too? Is you Peru go an further island? It's a whole other continent. Peru? Oh, Peru's not an island? Peru is not an island. No. Oh. No. So is it was part of Africa? What continent no. is Peru a part of? Okay, what it's continent? not part of America. <laughs> Why so. would a country in Africa be in the same time zone that we're in? There's like a, a west <laughs> yeah. side of it. There's, like, that whole side that, like, uh, hangs off the left. I need you to draw a sketch of the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, underneath it, man. Like Answer the question. What continent it? What continent is Peru on? Well, okay, I can rule out Africa, because Nick, and I can rule out America, and it's East Coast, so it's got to be South America. Or it Central is South America. America. Oh, I got it. Okay. Wait, wait, or what? <laughs> Central America. You think One it might be on the continent of Central America? No, wait, Central America is West Coast time. It's, it's uh, South America. Okay. All right. See, I got it. True and, or false? Central America is a continent. 
True or false? Looking at Nick's eyes, I'm going to go with false. (laughs) And Central America is not West Coast time. Why isn't it? It's under Mexico. Yeah. Mexico's under California. Yeah. Part of it is. Part of it. Yeah, that's what I said. Have you seen Central America? It it does this. It goes, it drifts to the east. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Costa Rica is like directly south of like louisiana if oh, you were to draw yeah straight down on a map wow i mean so brazil where manu is yeah if you just go straight north from brazil you're like in the middle of the atlantic ocean like halfway between the u.s oh and it Europe. sticks out like yeah it's oh, way it's wow. way far east okay yeah. so she's probably east coast time Further than East Coast. Yeah, yeah. She's way further. She's past us. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know what she said. What continent? She said something about time. You weren't listening. What continent is Brazil on? South uh, Africa. South, South, the southern one. That one. Underneath us. It's underneath the Atlantic Ocean. What Nick just said. All right. It's in the East Coast. So the Atlantic continent. It's Atlantis. Atlantis. (laughs) Concern for a young girl at my work. It's in Atlanta. (laughs) Atlanta, where the players play. Hey, dudes of the churn, I write you because I have concern for someone I hardly know. I work at a place that many people visit every day, and they commonly spend hours there. In recent months, a 13-year-old girl has been frequenting our business. There are two reasons I've begun to worry a bit. One, she's very thin, noticeably more than even other girls her age. Two, she spends a lot of time at my place of work almost every day. She seems to go straight there from school and will still be there at 9 o'clock or later. This could be nothing, but I wonder why she doesn't want to be home. Is there something that she's avoiding, like abuse? Or why don't her parents care about her never being home? Could it be neglect? I could see how either of these possibilities could lead to eating disorders, explaining her thinness, and I'm not saying that she has a disorder. I'm a mandated reporter for my state which means I have to report suspected child abuse. I don't know if there's enough there for concern, though. Plus, I know only her first name and nothing else about her. Does this sound like enough cause for concern to you? Any advice on how to proceed anonymous? It's moments like this that I'm upset that uh, we don't get to these sooner. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we got yeah. so many questions in our queue, which is right. awesome. Which is wonderful. We yeah. love that. Yeah. Uh, we might have to start skimming the just, queue yeah, and we pulling to some of the timely some of ones to the yeah. top. Yeah, nobody would um, mind. Nobody's yeah. going to be upset that they got bumped back a week. I, this is concerning. I, I mean, I yeah, I would agree. There's not enough here to really say there's an eating disorder. It could just be in a, a food deficiency. Yeah, we don't. You know, know. and uh, you know, like, some teenagers are just skinny. Yeah, yeah, it could be that, and that's true too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, being there right after school until nine o'clock. That does seem like a really long time. I imagine this is probably like a YMCA or a library, a library. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I bet it's a library. Um, that is a lot of time. Here's what I would do, uh, and I don't know what your take on this is, Jim, but if I was in your position, what I would do is I would just, she's there every day, start having a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, you know her first name, just, hey, how you doing? You know, yeah. and just check in, you know, and if you start kind of building some of that rapport, maybe she'll kind of open up. Uh, but it never does any harm to just ask, hey, are, are you doing okay? Or yeah. um, or even, you know, I mean, if if it's possible, I don't know your work circumstance, if this is appropriate or not. Uh, so definitely, you know, operate within your 
your uh, policies and procedures at your job. But, you know, if if you're able to give her some food, you know, if you've got some snack food or something, say, hey, right. how are you doing today? Do you want, you know, I've, I've got an extra granola bar. Do you want that? Yeah. Want? And just to kind of build some rapport. Sure. Um, obviously, I think one of the things that you want to keep in mind here, too, is uh, we live in a world where if you're a man, yeah, uh, yeah. doing this, you gotta, you know, be, yeah. you might want to get a colleague. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, yeah. and, uh, but, uh, just be careful with that, but whatever I, you do, do it in the open. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would just kind of, I don't know if this falls into mandatory reporting or not, but here's the thing with mandatory reporting is you don't have to make the call whether or not it, it warrants it. Yeah. You just make the call. Exactly. They decide what to do with it. Exactly. So if you feel like it's a, it's close, maybe it's not bad. You can always call because it can always be anonymous too. Right. You can always just say, Hey, you know, I, I'm not going to give you my name, but here's the information. Does this sound like something that would warrant right. an investigation? Um, so you could always do that. Uh, but otherwise, if you're not going to do that, or even if you are going to do that, I would still, you know, just, you know, be friendly and just yeah. approach, just start developing some rapport and uh, maybe you can get some more information. Yeah. And good eye on this one, right? Yeah. I mean, the fact that you're paying attention and yeah, there's some warning signs here. I mean, obviously, you know, we can detect an underweight child and, and okay, it's, it's a blinking light. We're not sure. Um, but also the fact that this child is, is avoiding home a lot of the week, you know, that they're spending 12 hours and, and longer, probably 15 hours out of their home every day, going to school, coming straight to this, you know, I'm assuming it's a library or maybe a park and rec or something like that, whatever it is, you know. It's a radio shack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a long it time to right. spend in a radio shack. <laughs> it feels about right. That's, oh whatever. It's a little known fact that all the cashiers at Radio Shack are, mandi- are mandatory reporters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only clue I'm Good using Good for here. you, Radio Shack. Yeah, they've got a head on this one. So whatever it is, obviously that Circuit City. That's what's concerning. <laughs> Circuit City. It's all these outdated, no longer existing places. This person is writing us from 1995. It's a Sam Goody. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Goody. <laughs> yeah, that would actually make sense. But no, that's a real thing. Like you know, music stores and like a lot of those video game stores and stuff. Like kids will just sit around or like comic shop, and they're just there. You know, and you realize like, man, this kid doesn't go anywhere. Libraries for a lot of America are like the default childcare, like after school programs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's actually a big reason why, in general, if, if your town or group or, you know, community ever discusses funding libraries, always vote to fund libraries. Like it's very important for communities, especially kids like this. Libraries are a lot of families' only aftercare option to keep their kids safe, make sure homework gets done. And, uh, and, you know, parents got to work and, and get home afterward. But what I would echo here is, is Nick's point. Um, a lot of people fret over the mandated part of mandated reporting. And a lot of people get nervous, like, oh, I don't want to cause any trouble. Should I call? Always call. Always call. Whenever you call CPS, Child Protective Services, a professional whose job it is to figure this out is going to answer the phone. They will ask questions. They will get clues. And if they want to check on this kid, they'll say, tell us the location. And tell you said they're there every day after school. What do they look like? What's the first name? Jenny? Okay, cool. Man, that makes me nervous. That, it's CPS. Always call makes me nervous. No, always call. Always all, call. All, all you have to do to like really screw something up in somebody's life is to get somebody who's not good at their job. I guess, but that can't be the reason we don't call for help with kids. No, no, like, no, no, no. I'm not saying if you need help, don't don't call. Yeah, that's not what I, I'm saying. That like, if you have a question, 
Yeah. Maybe not immediately err on the side of call. So here's my fear. If 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 let's say I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm honestly I'm not saying anything. I'm saying it makes me nervous. Okay, and yeah. which is fine. I get well, that logic. I, I I always got nervous making those calls too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I I worked That's at it. a I used to work at a facility with women and children, yeah. and occasionally we would have to do that. And it's like, yeah, there's always those times. I mean, I'm a social worker, and even I sometimes was like, I don't know if this is if this warrants a call or but not. People fear that they're gonna like come rip a child away, or something. they don't do that. Like, it's a wellness thing. They, well, and they I, check on them, they ask them questions, and they're qualified to assess. I the have risk. even I've even called before, and the the worker on the lines like, yeah, no, nah, we're not messing with that. I've had that happen too. And it's like, oh, all right, yeah. well, cool. As a well, mandated reporter, I've called and said, here's what I've observed. I'm making sure I document that. And, you know, I'm, I'm logging this call. And then it's the, the ball's in their hands. And that's the thing I think a lot of people don't understand about CPS. Is a lot of people think that, as soon as you make the call, they're on their way. They're grabbing the child. Oh, yeah, yeah. They do not. They, they, these guys get so many calls. They're professionals. They have a sorting system. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's going to talk to this kid, I want it to be them because they can send, you know, a qualified person who can say, hey, kiddo, are you okay? What do you need? And, and really get some answers. And if the kid doesn't want to say anything to them, that's not a crime. They're going to go, okay, well, here's our card. If you ever need anything, please call us. We can get you food I mean, there or is, lunch. And especially in the position that we're in, like, we can't tell you not to. I, right. like, I, I can't in good conscience say you no. shouldn't call. I say err on the side of giving a so, call. I mean, there is that. The yeah. professionals are not going to overreact. They have access to resources. Here's what I think. I think you call, and when you call, I think they're going to say... Yeah, no, Thanks just keep an tip. eye on her, That's and if anything happens, let her, you Yeah, know. but if they have the resource, they may say, hey, thanks for letting us know. Uh, we have a female social worker. We're going to send her out there, and she's just going to make contact with the kid and give a phone number in case she needs any safety. That's it, and a lot of times that's all they're going to do. I mean, we don't even know how old this kid is. Let's say this is like a high school kid. They, 13. Yeah, okay, 13. They, they yeah. may send a person to come out and just contact this child and be like, hey, here's a phone. Are you homeless? Are you sleeping behind this library? You know, like, this is how we find out. This is mm-hmm. how you catch things and, and fix it. But, like, and I'd actually pick that over even approaching the kid and talking to them directly. Because, like, if I walk up to a kid and I say, hey, I'm Jim. I work at this library. I notice you're always here till 9 p.m. Is everything okay? Something I do or say could intimidate this kid. And now, all of a sudden, they don't come to this library anymore. And then who knows where they're at now? Are they on the streets? Are they cold? I want a professional to go talk to the kid and get them resources. Well, I think that would, that is always my biggest fear too. That's is the like, fear with any of it. Yeah. Yeah. Is like, oh shit, you know, I, I, if I do something, you know, and it goes wrong, then now she doesn't even feel comfortable coming right. here. If, if the kid has one shot, I want him to talk to the professional whose job it is to know what to do. Yeah. But honestly, I don't think, uh, you know, you, the writer, having a conversation and talking with her. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't think not, that's going to drive her I don't think it's going to cause wrong. any harm. No, but I read I, I the situation. So. If the kid seems skittish and shy, I don't know. I mean, yeah. listen, that's why I'm saying we there. you have the ability to contact a professional almost without consequences. You can describe the situation. You can, you can give them the information. And honestly, like, this kid may be emaciated. This kid may be homeless. Like, 
That could be happening. This could be trying to hide in this building until mm-hmm. 9 p.m. when it closes, probably. And then who knows? This uh, the Homeless youth is a real thing. Undernourished youth is a real thing. So I think you have plenty of context clues. You call CPS. You leave an anonymous tip. You say, this is what they look like. This is the time of day they're here. They're here every day. And they may just show up and say, hey, kid, uh, if you need a food program, here's a card. You can go anywhere and get lunch. And, like, honestly, that exists. They may just bring them a backpack full of food and say, you know, do you need dinner? Do you need breakfast? This is how stuff gets caught. Kids don't just walk up to adults and tell them that they are undernourished or or scared to go home. It starts with somebody concerned in the community that notifies a professional. That's why we pay taxes so these guys can go help. Mm -hmm. That's my vote. Yeah. I just don't have any faith in anybody. You don't. Now, I will say, (laughs) to the the point that you brought up, because that's a real point, you know, like it, you said it just takes one bad worker yeah. that would go and, like, cause a huge problem. And I cannot say that Or not that... even a huge problem, but just, like, take away this one spot where this where this kid feels comfortable hanging out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it could just it be a simple... I mean, not take it away, but, like, make it make it where Makes they don't the come back. comfortable. Yeah, yeah, and, the, and now the kid doesn't back. come back. More kids have suffered by the silence of those who sure. saw what was going on. of course. Than by the interventions of unqualified professionals. Now, I, I, I will say, because, I, I mean, I know that we've got a lot of listeners out there that are probably thinking this, because, uh, you know, when we think about, like, child protective services, TV and movies yeah. do a terrible job of portraying this, because they always... Yeah. Like, I was thinking, like... Pull away the screaming kid right. who was clutching to their yeah, child. Exactly. Like, your mother. Exactly. That's then, not what happens. And I always, like, or... Unless it's Monday. Or... <laughs> Unless Bill's working. Yo, Bill's a dick. That, that does happen. <laughs> no, you know what I always <laughs> think of? I always think of, I always think of Mrs. Doubtfire. That's oh, okay. the one I always oh, think yeah, of, the, yeah, yeah. the worker there. And she wasn't, like, evil, but she was just kind of... Right. What The story needed an antagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's it. But, I, I mean, with my experience with CPS... The thing that I've seen most often is nothing. Is no, is CPS having a pretty good idea that something isn't right and not being able to do anything yeah, about no. it. They're, they're very I powerless. see that way more often yeah. than I see them overstepping their bounds yeah. and doing something without evidence. Yeah. Because that opens up a whole can of worms that they don't want to mess a with. A lot of people got think a pretty, that, yeah, they're not the Gestapo. They don't they, have any power. Well, they have a pretty high. St- standard uh, a burden of yeah. proof they, i mean in order to yeah to do my that. And, and abduct kids yeah. and so writer i don't want you to take my hesitance as as a as a reason not to do anything yeah, yeah. because my hesitance is entirely i'll tell you exactly what my worst fear is let me let me just voice my my absolute worst fear you do something cps does something somebody takes some kind of action right and this kid who maybe they're just home alone Maybe maybe uh, parents get home from work at nine thirty or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it might be completely innocent, and they eat like a horse, and they just don't gain weight, and just because they're thirteen, and that happens sometimes when they're thirteen, everything's fine. And then my worst fear is that then they don't feel comfortable coming back to wherever this place is right. that they seem to be safe. That's the in my mind, that's the worst case. Yeah. realistic it's, it's scenario worth, it's worth discussing. which isn't terrible yeah it's worth revealing that right. card and saying this could also come up in the deck and it's like yeah, okay you know, hypothetically good. if that is the case yeah then great then it sounds like the kid has a good home is functioning pretty well yeah. in which case they'll find Healthy another place to go right so they'll adapt that, that's yeah. it that's it yeah yeah so yeah i hope that helps yeah so you want to run at the kid in a in a loud voice with mm-hmm. big arms or play dead. I don't like remember. it's a bear. Like a bear. I don't remember what advice I got for the backpacking trip, but it's but one of those. If you do nothing else, 
be friendly, establish you know, dominance. Let them know that you're there. That that's the best thing. And if you do dominance. have food, hang it in a high place. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't throw it over it. the tree branch. <laughs> yeah. I read that chapter. You do not want to get murdered by these rogue library bears. We are going to take a... Libaries. 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 Damn Episode title. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. It's in there somewhere. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to get over a toxic ex. Today's episode is brought to you by Nathan's Hot Dog Scoop, Dr. Ben Don, Richard Macy, Laura Colin Stewart, and Sammy Scoop. Would you like to sponsor the show? Become a therapy producer at patreon.com slash therapy. What time is it now? It's time for work. In Shanghai. It is 11.06 p.m. here in Las Vegas. Oh, my God. Which means it is what time in Shanghai? Jesus. If you would huge. like to become a therapy producer, go to patreon.com slash therapy and sign up. That's patreon.com slash therapy. What is there like a multiples thing with time no, zones? No, you don't you don't there are multiple time zones. I'll yes. say eleven oh six AM. Oh my god, that's a great choice. I'm gonna say twelve hours ahead of us. Oh, that's probably oh, wait. it. No, behind us. So it's tomorrow? No. No. <laughs> I'm yesterday? saying it's eleven oh six A like eleven oh six this morning this yeah oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 behind us this date but the yeah. morning time it is okay we're recording on january the 10th yeah, yeah. i'm saying it is 1106 a.m on, on january, january the 10th. 10th okay i want the same answer except i want january the 11th oh, you're saying 12 hours in the future in the future because tomorrow land is australia and australia and china are somewhere near yeah, each other. Yeah, what i don't remember is where the international dateline is i'm going the same answer but give me tomorrow Oh, Jacob, this kills me. Fuck yep. yes! Yes! <laughs> no, no, no. You're not right. You're just, oh. you're more right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> That's fine. You're, you're far off, oh, but no. you're closer. How, how far off? What was the answer? They're actually 16 hours ahead. Oh. Out. So ah. it's 3.07 p.m. Okay. Tomorrow. On the 11th. On the 11th. Tomorrowland. It is in Tomorrowland. Uh. So yes! you are correct. Yes! You are correct. <laughs> Part of my problem here, too, is I'm not exactly sure where in China Shanghai is. I think it's western. No, no eastern it's, China. It's eastern China. It's on the sea. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Because you get shanghai which is an ocean term. This is how I piece together the geography, guys. I told you, slumdog millionaire rules. Eventually, <laughs> I get it right, but it's not because I know where things are. I'm going to fight you on eventually I get it right. I Oh, debate with this because I just got this one. You didn't get this right. I was so close. I was off by three hours. He was off by 25 hours. Uh, 16 minus 12 is... I don't do math. <laughs> what was it? 20, 24. You're, sorry, you're just telling us about how right you are. <laughs> Go on. Is he off by 27 hours? I don't know. No, no. You said you were off by three hours. Yeah, I was off by three. 16 I, minus 12 is... Wait, what? I thought, but... 16 minus 12 is... What did I say? Okay. You said 12. Four. Is it four hours? I was off by four hours? There you yeah. go. All right, but he was off by 20. No, we've established that you were closer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, you just said you were off by three hours. All right, I'll take... So, okay, we all agree I'm better at you than at Shanghai. <laughs> I'm better at you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I'm like... I'm better at you than talking. <laughs> I got this China shit figured out. See, oh. the problem is we've been doing geography where I'm weak. Apparently, my sweet spot is that hemisphere of 
the world. So give me China trivia and Australia trivia. Where is the international oh, dateline? Fine. Oh, it's in, in, like the in the middle of the middle of yeah. I think it's oh, okay. in the Pacific. Yeah. I think it's like on the other side of Hawaii. There was one island. Well, it's definitely not on this side of Hawaii. No, not this no, no, side. no. Uh, there was some island. I know in Hawaii. The Hawaii is two hours, uh, two more hours. I think it's uh, three. No, two it's, it's two behind it's us. Two behind yeah. us. Yeah. Okay. There's some island in the Pacific several years ago. I think it was like, I don't know, somewhere between like ten to fifteen years ago, where they moved across the international dateline. What time mm. is it? So in they Hawaii? intentionally moved the dateline because they were doing more business in Australia. Yeah, you were right. So the interesting thing about that was that on that day, like at midnight. They just jumped ahead a whole day. Oh. Yeah. So in this one country, there were no children born on this one day. Oh, oh. because it just didn't exist. Because, because that day didn't Like lives. January the 3rd just That's doesn't happen. Funny. Yeah, there's no deaths, no births, nothing That's happened. Funny. That date never They go existed. from the 2nd to the 4th, yeah. and that's cool. it. Exactly. That's yeah. super cool. You like how I, I said, I know that Hawaii is two hours behind us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Jim... Doubted me? Yes. And then looked it up. Yes. Evan was really quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I confirmed it. I thought it was three. Because Hawaii's like 2,000 miles west of, of, like, California. And, like, the entire continental United States is 3,000 miles across. So you got to figure New York to California is at least three hours difference. I assumed California to Hawaii would be pretty close, three hours. But it was two. Which shows you that we do an hour for every thousand miles. That's the math. I wonder if that works out across the whole globe. What if it's a thousand miles is an hour? Whoa, dude, I think I just cracked the time zone thing. Boom! Boom! The time zone Suck thing. Suck it, Ben Franklin! Maybe. Idiot. Are we moving a thousand miles an hour? Oh, the Earth? Yeah. Or the spin Are of the Earth? spinning? I feel like it's pretty close to that, actually. Isn't it like 1,500 miles per hour? I don't know. I don't care. If you ever want to have a really trippy experience, look up Speed of Light uh, Simulation or something like that, or Demo on YouTube. It shows the speed of light going around the Earth, which is seven and a half times a second. So it's like flash, 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 like really, really fast. Then it shows the Earth and the moon in the same frame, and it shows a beam of light going from Earth to the moon, and it'll freak you out because it's like three seconds, like going like really slow over space. And then bouncing off the moon and coming back. And then it shows Earth to Mars and the speed of light. And it's insane. It, huh. it is like a long-ass time. It is like, I think, I don't even remember, like 15 minutes or something like that. It's insane, man. Wow. Yeah, speed of light's fast, but space is big, yo. People don't think the universe You heard be it here guy, first. But it be. How to get over a toxic ex. Hi, guys. I apologize in advance for the length of this. My name's Jade, and I'm currently struggling through a breakup. I say breakup in quotes because me and this guy were never officially boyfriend and girlfriend. And on top of that, we actually never met in real life. Long story short, we started talking on Tinder, and I moved states before ever meeting up with him. We had a plan to, but he chickened out. We continued talking for months after my move, even though I knew for a while he was a toxic person in real life, or in my life. He was very controlling, making it clear he didn't want me talking to or seeing anyone else. Manipulative, used to say he was obsessed with me, praised me, but then would belittle me and in make me insecure about my sexuality. I guess I'm bisexual and he would make me feel bad or gross for even being with girls. In order to tell the story in depth, I have to write a novel. But to give some context with how detrimental this was, he dropped multiple bombs on me throughout these months. Number one, 
He actually had a girlfriend, but they were in an open relationship because she was stationed out of state and wanted to experiment with girls. Number two, they are actually married, but again, not, quote, really together, in his words. And then the straw that broke the camel's back, number three, he wanted to experiment with guys while we were talking, asking if he just kissed a friend of his, if that if I would be okay with that. I said no, and that he should just stop talking to me if he needed to find himself in that way. Now I know this sounds like a shit show, and it is. I stayed talking to him despite knowing how bad he was for me, and I'm embarrassed. He begged me not to leave and used to say things like, this isn't a threat, but I'd want to die if you left me. He ended up kissing this person behind my back and told me about it after I asked. I have since told him uh, off and blocked him. I'm learning so many new things about myself, gaining confidence, and trying my best to move on, yet I'm so messed up in the head about this whole thing and can't get him out of my mind. I've wanted to reach out so many times, and it drives me insane that he hasn't reached out to me. I want him to show he cares, even though I know he's terrible for me. How do I let this go? And more importantly, how do I stop myself from going back to someone who I know messes me up so badly. Thanks, Anonymous. Woo! Okay. That is a shit show, Anonymous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's nothing about this that's healthy. <laughs> I was looking for one redeeming yeah, nugget. I'm trying to find a silver lining here. I mean, the good part is that it's over. Yes, that is the best thing that could have happened in this situation. Best advice is leave it over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, Let it stay over. That is rough. So I, I guess there's some... Here's the thing. Okay. Well, the nice thing is, is you're right about everything. Yeah. 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 Everything you said, We just right. agree with Nailed you. It. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Now then, act accordingly. Yeah. yeah. I, here's, here's the best thing that you can do. The absolute best thing you can do from this experience is learn about yourself from this experience. Mm. Because you're not, there, there's nothing to gain from that relationship. There's nothing to gain from him. The only thing you can gain is insight introspective you know review of yourself and learning more about yourself how did you get into this situation how did you stay in this situation mm. you know what are the things that kept you in this situation uh, because you can learn a lot there and yeah. that's going to be some useful stuff because this relationship's over but this is going to happen again mm. yeah you think there'll be like a pattern mm -hmm. here? yeah this isn't a one-off yeah. This is, I mean, with everything you said, I mean, just within the first few sentences, I'm like, oh, yeah, this isn't good. Mm. And then it just kept going, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Just checking a lot uh, of red boxes. Yeah, there. I mean, so. <laughs> None of this is good. So there's a lot here that I think, you know, you can use this to your benefit and to really kind of look at, like, you know, what does all this mean what can I get out of this so that I don't find myself in this situation again? Because he was he was filling a need in your mm, life. That's the key. Yeah, that's, that's the key. I mean, as much as we want to blame him, and and there's enough blame to go around. I'm sure he's a, yeah, blame him a lot. Go for I'm it. Fine yeah, with it. yeah, yeah. I don't care. But he's he gets a, at least half the blame. Yeah. I'd say yes. You probably get about the other half. Right. Yeah. But he more or less he yeah. is irrelevant. Yeah, he's irrelevant. He's yeah. not in the picture. You are always in the picture. Okay. So we do need to take a look at that. Like, what was the role that he was playing in your life? 
and why did you need him in there playing that role? Because if that's not addressed, you're going to find the next dirtbag that's going to fill that spot. That's it. Yeah, that pattern is going to replicate itself. Yeah. James, James a dirtbag. <laughs> it's pronounced dirt. Go by Jimmy. Dirt bag. Baj. Dirt bag. It's French. Dirt bag. Dirt. That is priceless. Uh, that's a t-shirt. Right I there. see another t-shirt. I think that's a good one. <laughs> no, but this is a mess. I mean, so like obviously your ex, uh, if we're calling him that, yeah, there was a lot of withholding of truth. So not only is he in a relationship, he is in a married relationship. That has an openness to it. He's uh, obviously very conflicted about his own sexuality because he's like repressing his own feelings about, you know, his own homosexual feelings, but then judging the you for yours. Yeah, yeah and obviously right. when there's that much hypocrisy, you've got a lot of conflict going on, dude, <laughs> yeah. you know, and a lot of insecurity for a guy in an open relationship who is a par- like all the things you say yeah. you stand for, <laughs> you're clearly <laughs> violating in this thing a lot. Oh, and I mean, th- just the open relationship part. Most people who have, you know, functional, healthy, working, open relationships, yeah, the, they will tell you early, early on when when you guys start talking, hey, by the way, I'm in a I'm in a relationship. You know, here, here's here's a picture of my of my significant other or something like that. Right. And they'll they'll kind of walk you through that part of it as well. They don't keep because it under people wraps. who are in working uh, who are in functional open relationships understand that that is a rare thing mm. and they know that is part of bringing you into their lives mm-hmm. that they're going to have to explain that to you mm. for it to be functional it requires really good boundaries yeah mm. and, and communication that, yeah and, and just letting you know like hey i'm i am a married i am married uh you know i love my spouse we we have an open relationship uh, my spouse is going to hear about about you if if right. they haven't already heard about you. You know all of these things, uh, because that that sets up the now boundaries in your relationship. Right, like you know, oh, getting married to this person is probably off the table. Sure, mm-hmm. because yeah. they're they are already married. How available are they? Yeah, for I, no, they might, there, have. there might be some uh, some other form of relationship that you can pursue with that person, etc. Yeah. In this imaginary world that I've just made up in my head. But, I mean, yeah. you don't find that out by accident later on yeah. Yeah. In, in this type of thing. Now, one-night stand or something like that. Sure. You know, now, that's a, that's a different can of bees. Sure. But, uh, but, like, what you're talking about, having a relationship with this person, that isn't something that you find out accidentally later on. No. No, 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 no. So not, not, when it, not when it's healthy and working. Yeah, tons of red flags here, Ryder. And and I really agree with both those points. Uh, the other thing th- that Nick talked about is looking at yourself and asking, okay, what need was getting met by this guy? Because now I miss him. Now I want his attention. Now I long for that. And kind of checking in with yourself and saying, okay, what was the dynamic that I, I miss from this? Was it being valued? Even if their, their insecurity was toxic and they were overprotective and, and kind of imposing and controlling, did I like feeling valued by them? Did I like feeling like I was important to them? And, you know, me drawing that boundary, isn't that still me valuing myself? And, and can't I still look for value elsewhere? But circling back around to the exact same situation that's already demonstrated dishonesty, a, a, a poor ability to, to see you as esteemable or valuable or, or giving you the trust and respect that you deserve and the honesty 
there's so many red flags here. And and that's why you're writing in. That's why you broke it off. Honestly, if that yeah. blockade stays in place, I think it's the best thing for you. Yeah. I mean, good for you for, you know, putting an end to that. Yeah. And and you said it in the wasn't letter, gonna get better. The thing I really wanted was to show see that he cared, to, to feel pursued. And listen, of course you do. That you're a human being. And like, you know, that's how any of us feel. We it's the most flattering thing in the world and, and the most validating thing in the world when somebody tells you they have feelings for you and they pursue you and you feel like, you know, important to them and they're interested in you and they're taking that risk to reach out to you. That 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 obviously it's extremely validating. And I don't see anything in this experience that you've had that smacks of, of value and honesty that's genuine. And so his fascination with you, his obsession with you, uh, using passive-aggressive mental illness kind of threats that are, like, thinly veiled. Boyfriend, I, I really hope that you keep meeting people. And, and you know, I think that if you continue to, to explore and, and have new uh, conversations, I, I'll bet you that leads to much better places than where this came from. Mm-hmm. So big stuff here. Great letter. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We get it. Like, you know, all all relationship dynamics are fair, and I don't have an opinion about whether people meet in person. I think online dynamics are valid and real, and, you know, I have no issue with any of that. Um, but I don't like how you're being treated here. And, and if you've already taken that brave stance to say we're done, um, keep going. Yeah, just keep swimming in that direction. I think you're going. That was the right decision. Mm-hmm. Now stick to it if you can. But And if you're if that can't happen, if you guys rekindle and you start talking again, I hope that you'll have a conversation about how you want to be treated in a relationship and what kind of honesty you require in order to maintain it. So mm-hmm. stand up for yourself, yo. Boundaries. Yay, boundaries. We are at the end of the show, and we have a very important announcement, don't we, Nick? We sure do. She came, she saw, she kicked some ass. <laughs> she kicked her husband's ass, <laughs> which was glorious. Yes, it was glorious. I was very much rooting for her right. at the end. Congratulations, Andrea Anderson, on taking the championship, Ah, the pod therapy fantasy football. Way to go. That is Hall of Fame victory. Would she have have like one loss? Oh, she crushed. It wasn't even close. No. Nice. She bulldozed the entire league. And then she gets to the fight, which is hilarious because she's giving me shit on Twitter, which is well-deserved that I criticized her for, oh, I for drafting that. with her heart, uh, <laughs> which I absolutely did. Like, And, and it's so funny because Andrea's draft strategy. So for those of you who don't know, when we did the Pod Therapy Fantasy Football League, uh, we drafted via Zoom this year. I actually opened the draft uh, playing that song from the Chicago Bulls. What was that? The Alan Parsons Project song. Yes, which nobody apparently could hear very good, but whatever. I, I did it anyway. And I announced every team. I was very proud of it. And then, of course, I stood up and took a bow as the only existing champion of the league until now. Now Andrea is the, the new champion. I am the former and forever champion of the Pod Therapy League. That's how I will be announced uh, at all future events. No, no. I'll, I'll so. do it. I'll make sure I announce myself. But, Andrea, you do have a Pod Therapy Fantasy Football Championship t-shirt coming your way. Ooh. Are you making it? Yeah. I just oh, got, cool. I, I just have to design it. You okay. make one for Jim? Last one was made by Leon. Nope. And Kate. <laughs> it was a secret gift that they sent me, and I still have it. Yeah. And it has yep. all my win-loss records on it, too. And has a drawing of me that Kate made. It was uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I... I'll tell you what, Jim. Okay. It's a new year. Yeah. You know, your your mom gets gets mad at Nick and I. For picking, for picking on, on me all the time? On you. Yeah, she does. So I'll tell you what. Okay. I'm going to let you off of the bet we made the other day where oh. you have to buy drinks. Thank you. I'm letting you off on behalf of both Nick and I, but it has a condition. Okay. 
and that is Nick is going to design you a fantasy football championship T-shirt, uh-huh. and you have to wear it. Oh, <laughs> so I can trade the beers for eternal shame? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I'll just buy a round. <laughs> I think I'm good. It's a, it's a night. Oh, okay, it's yeah, not a round. Pay, yeah, it's, it's fine. a night. Whatever that number is, it's cheaper than the shame. All right, so that's fine. All I'll right, stick to the, I'll, I'll pick up the tab. I think I can live through that. I'm thirsty. There you go. <laughs> yeah, PTs has I'm, pretty affordable. I'm gonna come rates. loaded for bear. <laughs> <laughs> I want all the things, and then throw it in the trash. And make another one. Yeah, you know what? One for everybody. One for yep. everybody. Whole bar's drinking on me tonight. <laughs> Invited all of Absinthe here. So, congratulations, Andrea, uh, champion of the league, and uh, special honorable mention to her husband Kevin, uh, who did come in a respectable gentleman second, also known as the first loser. So, congratulations, Kev. Not that I can talk shit. I think I got like second to dead last. I, no, yeah, you beat me. <laughs> <laughs> I I am dead last. <laughs> dead last. Not even close. Like, it wasn't even like, oh. I can't even see yeah. the next person from where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did not do. I'm uh, going to get relegated. Extremely. I'm going to get relegated <laughs> to a lower league. Into soccer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get dropped into a fantasy football yeah. league for soccer. Ted oh. Lasso is now the coach of Nick's league. Yeah. I would have done much better oh. with Ted Lasso. <laughs> that is a great idea. So we also want to thank all of you who support us at patreon.com slash therapy. We have some new therapals to add to the bunch. Thank you, Ashley, John Schaub, Nicole, Christine, Triple S, and Laura Simon. Yeah, welcome we had a good, good week. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, welcome to the whole group of peoples. Group of peoples, yeah. And we especially want to thank our other group of people, the bosses, the Saccharin 16, the Mr. You got it. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. Thank you, Smitty Scoop, Jake Schneider, Robert Brownie Jr. Mint, Kayla Lansbury, Judy Schneider, Nathan's Hot Dog Scoop, King of Student Let Loan Debt. God damn it. You're doing great. You buddy. guys are talking up a storm. Plow tonight. through. Ben. You got it. Crazy Minnow Scoop, Mason Miller, <laughs> Carolyn <Minnow> Albert. Scoop. <laughs> I said Minnow, whatever. I'm done. Keep I going. No, no. New Leon Kassar. You're in. Kevin Chamberlain. Yes. Malia. <laughs> Richard Macy. Yep. Cindy Ash. Uh-huh. Newstick. Uh-huh. Lord Colin Stewart, Dirty B, Ben Stanley, Sammy Scoop, Sarah Smith. Oh, Sarah wrote to us to let us know she's not the Sarah Smith you think you know. In the episode that we announced her, you were like, I think I know her. And then she went on our Patreon. She's like, yeah, I don't know Jacob. There's no way I said I think I know her. It was something to that effect. I think I said, you I said, said you I said, like, know I know her. a Sarah Smith. Yeah, and then she, she had a wa- comment. Where I, like, I must have said, like, I wonder if that's the Sarah Smith I'm, I know. I'm pretty it. sure you said, I know that Sarah Smith. I definitely Smith. know you this pointed person. pointed with <laughs> conviction into our general direction at our script. She owes me 10 bucks. I know yeah. it. But yeah, she did want to clarify. Also, Sandra oh, I, McWaffle. Why are you not a Thera producer? If you were a Thera producer, I'd make Nick read it every single time to make sure he says your name. She's a Theradactyl. It's worth the extra 10 bucks to make us say it every single time. It's really not. I think it is. She, no. She literally got a nickname out of us. McWaffle. I love it. I think she came up with that on her own. You if you'd like to hear wrong. this episode uncut and unedited, you enjoy don't our trust sponsor- me. <laughs> <side> projects. <laughs> Save that dollar. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash therapy, and thank you for supporting Mental Health. That is all the time that we have for this week's session. We want to thank our landlords, Matt Mattingly's Ice Cream Social Podcast, and thanks to those of you who contributed to our show today. We really appreciate it. Remember, pod therapy isn't something you should keep all to yourself. 
Share this episode with someone who needs it by opening the episode's description in your podcast app and copying and pasting that link we provided into your social media. Don't forget, you can find us at facebook.com slash podtherapy on Twitter at podtherapyguys and at patreon.com slash therapy. Do you want to submit a question to the show? Ask anonymously at podtherapy.net or email us at podtherapyguys at gmail.com. I'm Nick Tangeman. Shanghai Jim. Thanks, and we'll see you for your appointment next week. I feel like that'd be a solid nickname for me. Shanghai Jim. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.